Loving Abroad with IDC's very own Isaac Kim. Remember, this is the show where we connect lonely people from all over the world on awkward blind dates. Hi everyone, welcome to the new installment of Loving Abroad. Today we have Alex from America and Jay, who's also from America, but she's here in Korea at the moment. And today what we're going to talk about is the dating culture portrayed in medias. Okay. All right, uh, could you introduce yourselves a little, Alex? Hello, my name is Alex. I live in Birmingham, Alabama, which is southern United States, and I'm a real, full-time real estate agent, and I've done a whole lot of other stuff in between. Right. <laughs> Sounds fun, real estate, okay. Uh, Jay, can you tell us what you're doing here in Korea? Um, I am a teacher here in Korea. been here for four years already. Uh, teach all from elementary to adults. All right, so we have an English teacher and a real estate agent. Okay, and today we're going to be discussing the trends in dating in media. And could you tell us a little about American dating when you see when you go to the movies and you see people dating in TV shows or in movies? Well, um, in movies it tends to be very clear-cut and very neat and it's not that way. <laughs> it's messy, uh, sometimes it's loud, sometimes, you know, sometimes it is very sweet, but every relationship is different and every relationship is, de is depicted differently. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. All right. Jay? Yep. I agree. Um, relationships in movies are very clear-cut. They're very Disney. So if they... It's like PG-13. They, they all have a happy ending. That's not true. That's not in real life. Okay. So you would say most Hollywood stories kind of show the pr protagonist ending up with the girl or boy of his dreams. And usually in that process <clears throat> throughout movies, the protagonist uses really any antics to try to express his, his or her love and try to win the other person over. Now, would this work in real life? Would the antics portrayed in movies and shows actually be considered sweet in real life or considered sort of creepy? Uh, a lot of it will still be considered very creepy. Very creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Considering that we live in more of a digital society, and most of our dates are actually set up through, via text message, not even a phone call anymore. Mm, right. I agree. Oh, but I don't even get to do that. Woo, lucky you. Okay. Well, Alex, that's... Uh, your perspective in America, but whereas Jay, you've been live, you've lived both in America and you're here in Korea. Would you mm -hmm. say there's a difference in how these movies portray relationships? Um, pretty much, but I think here they take it to another degree because you root for the underdog. Because even in American movies, you see the underdog, the underdog usually wins, but here. No, the underdog doesn't always win. It's just whoever is supposed to fit right fits. 
So you're saying in Korean media, even if the underdog is the main character of the show or movie, he might not end up with Yeah, he's got to be the main character. He's got to be, like, the name on the headline. Okay. So in Korea, you you could say that they would be a little bit more realistic about relationships? Far from it. Um, because, like, for example, the female, if the, the female starts off very strong in the movie, suddenly, oh, about episode 12, you can guarantee everybody's crying. And then they cry and cry and cry for the next seven episodes. And then when they solve, when it's resolved, all of a sudden, everybody's happy, the crying stops. And she's with the, let's say, for example, the initial dude that made her cry in the first place. And would this fly in American media, Alex? Uh, probably not. We don't tend to be very much, uh, I guess, an emotional society, as you probably say. And we don't, uh, we don't get sad. We get mad. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> okay. So, in one sense, it would never, that would never really work out. So, whether, regardless of whether it's the truth or not, in American culture, the movies and shows would always show the hero and then on with the girl. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, it probably like a big, violent, explosive breakup. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty nasty there. <laughs> Well, yeah, it can get pretty nasty. <laughs> okay. uh, another question I want to come—I want to ask you guys was: a lot of female characters in movies are usually portrayed as sort of weak, or at least, at the very least, have to be saved by mm -hmm. the male protagonist. Mm -hmm. Now, how does that affect women in society as a whole? And does this affect the psychological underlying relationships between uh, men and women? Well, absolutely. Because I find it, like here in Korea, that they, they tend to want that kind of life. They see it in the movies and like, oh, that's so cool, that's so sweet. So they tend to be on the soft side, and they do that here. As okay. far as America and Alex can can tell you that, uh, especially in like in the South, uh, we were raw heads. We were probably shoot you or cut you or something for the foolishness that <laughs> happens. But uh, but it is different in different cultures. Okay, like um, and actually that has changed over the years here in the South. With me and Jay being from the South, traditionally, um, what the women are taught to do were kind of <laughs> horrible to say was to be manipulative. <laughs> Mmm, you were. <laughs> and so they were um, um, to actually push their husbands or their boyfriends in the way that they actually wanted them to go without them knowing to. And this is actually a, that's um, an art that's you could say that's probably been lost. And as we uh, <laughs> move more towards feminism, we get to be a bit more outspoken. I think that's probably the best way to say it, right, Jay? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> All right, so you're talking about traditional 
methods in the South. And mm -hmm. do you think that's that has changed in modern times? Uh, most definitely. And a lot of this has uh, actually occurred with the feminist movement. As women, you know, move more into their own here, they tend to forget a lot of the lost arts. So the past. I mean, like you need to meet my mom. <laughs> like my mom would be a perfect example <laughs> of tradition or modern. Yeah, she'd be more of a uh, perfect example of uh, tradition. Okay, and what about yourself, Alex? I probably walk a very thin line between ah <laughs> uh, modern. <laughs> I try one. If that doesn't work, um, I can get very um. Kind of in your face, as uh, Jay says, I tend to show my claws. Okay. Mm. Jay, is that the same for you? Me? Oh, of course not. I just don't have time for it. I don't. Uh, I'm more modern. I will curse you out in a heartbeat if I don't like what's going down. Just, I don't need you. Okay. Well, as an American in Korea, how has that helped? How has that worked out for you in Korea? It hasn't, but I'm okay with that. Could you tell us of one of your experiences as to what Korean people would have expected of you from watching Hollywood films and seeing the real you? Well, I mean, black females are depicted as scary in the movies. Oh, my God. So, American, Atlanta Housewives. Right. So we're, we're depicted as scary. So most of them are just afraid to approach me in the first place. And I really do not, I don't deter their, their ideas of me because I am. Don't come crying to me. I don't want to seek your tears. Don't come whining to me. I will tell you to go on back. Stop being a girl. So <laughs> This is why we're friends. <laughs> And uh, how's that proven out in the dating world? Well, because I have very short, little patience for that kind of behavior or, or expectations from a guy, I it's a very, very short-lived um, episode. I don't know. What, what do you want to call that? It's very, very short-lived because I lose patience uh, very quickly. Okay. And what about the Korean girls you've seen here? Oh, my gosh. I just... Like she said earlier, I just—it's like a—I have—I'm growing cavities. It's so sweet. It's like I'm growing cavities in my teeth. Just need to stop. Just stop. I want to close my eyes and just walk away. Okay, uh, Alex, I don't know if you've seen any Korean shows or movies. I—I I heard Jay showed you one, but I don't know exactly how you feel about it. But a lot of girls in Korea portray something we call aegyo. It's like outward attention, like cutesy behavior. Yeah, they deliberately yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah, that yes, that that I've actually perceived. <laughs> okay, and what are your thoughts on that, as an outsider to Korean society? That's a very unrealistic expectation. No one could be that sweet all of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's just like not real. I'm like, really? Is she for real? Yeah, she's for real. Okay. And Jay, have you seen a lot of these behaviors like ego in what during your time here? Oh, lots of it. To the point where I just I turn up my iPod so I don't have to hear it. 
I, I can play like I'm busy on my phone or something so I don't have to see it. I even get it, I see it from the guys where the guys will purposely pose those little cute poses. Mm. Yeah, uh, I cringe. That would so not fly here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, let's talk a little about that. The difference between Korean men and American men. And especially how they would be portrayed if, for example, a traditional Korean young adult goes to the United States and starts taking little poses like... like yeah. I would, yeah, I would hate to say this, but everyone around him, like especially because I lived in Atlanta too, they would think you're gay. Mm. And you would probably be hit on. Because <laughs> mm. <laughs> Atlanta has a very large gay population. And they would actually consider you to be gay. And fair gay. So, I mean, um, I guess it could say you could, they have a bit more of an um, over-masculated perception as far as the guys here. Um, but, yeah, that would be considered very feminine. Okay. And you would never see that in American mainstream movies, would you? Not unless you're playing a gay Not role. unless the main character is playing a gay guy. No, okay. Then, uh, Jay, what I, about... You know, I'm not trying to be mean about it. As Jay will tell you, I'm very frank. and I mean, honestly. All right. I, I agree with you, because uh, if, if the movie wants someone to be gay, that's exactly how they take all those stereotypes and just bang them out one, one at a time. But what about uh, Korean media, Jay? Okay. What about Korean media? Well, it's kind of, it's expected. Are you talking about Korean media? The uh, angles that guys do in Korean shows. Well, I figure that they do that so that they can be cute for the girls. Because the girls like it. So you attract the girls, you be cute, you attract more girls. I think they're just playing into the role. Okay. All right. Uh, in uh, pretty much any Hollywood movie, all the male protagonists are beefcakes, really. All, <laughs> unless it's the comedy with Jack Black, then it's a different situation. But right, right. But, but nowadays, even most comedians like Steve Carell or. I, want to say Jim Carrey are they they really ripped and that's how that's how they use how Hollywood usually portrays men but whereas in very Korea messy. whereas mm -hmm. in Korea the skinny 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 tight jeans look mm -hmm. is pretty popular in Korean media right now Let's say we were to switch the two trends in Korea and America. How would it fly in each culture, starting with Alex? Well, I don't think it would. <laughs> uh, I'm also a bit of a gym rat, so I've actually taken up lifting lately. But, I mean, that wouldn't really be what we'd find attractive here in the guy. All right. I, I should not, your, your pants size should not be smaller than mine. So. <laughs> or I'm, I'm just saying, and I'm pretty small. 
Or you shouldn't want to compete for the same mirror. <laughs> I mean, we should not be swapping clothes. That that's just not no no no. I don't know, cause uh, in Uptown New York, there's a lot of hipsters that are kind of digging the whole skinny guy look, ripped but not too big. <laughs> I don't know if it's if it's caught on throughout the entirety of America, but in some urban places. I'm sure that's kind of <laughs> what the trend is. Mm -hmm, but you gotta remember, she's we in the south. We in the south, man. <laughs> We're like 20 years behind everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm just saying, we should not be able to share clothes. I mean, even I mean that that's just not right. All right, Jay, American beefcakes in Korea, or at least Korean actors, like Kim Jong Un. Yeah, they instead of those, in those uh, skinny looks that pretty much well, all Korean actors have. I prefer it. I like to see it, but then it makes me question: Is like, is that natural? You know, because knowing that I'm in Korean, then I ask the question, is that natural? Or is he on something like steroids? Steroid. How did he get so beefed up? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You take it. I'm a car thinker. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But so we have two pretty much opposite trends in American media and Korean media. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think media is a mirror of society or does society mirror the movies and shows they watch? I think society tries to mimic, um, mimic the movies and shows they watch because whatever is big at that time is pretty much what people try to get, um, gravitate to. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, as far as body trends, as far as clothing, if you want something to be popular, put it in a movie. Yeah. You want to sell a product, put it in a movie. Mm -hmm. I can feel you on that. And I think to a certain point that media, media thinks of this image that they want. The media thinks of an image, puts it out there, and like she says, when people see it, they're like, oh, that's hot. So I want that. So media will set it up, and I think people just follow it. But there are instances where it's vice versa, like uh, music. Sometimes music imitates life. Depends on the music. Yeah, but most of it is so commercialized. It's, it's so commercialized, yeah. They get one hit, and everything has to be the same way. So media, they got one hit, and now everything has to follow that, like a cookie-cutter um, system. So, people try to mimic the movies and the shows and mainstream media that they see, mm -hmm. and how has that played out for relationships between couples? Oh my gosh. Females think that, the females, because mostly they're watching all of this cutesy stuff, they're thinking that their life should be like this book. Like, oh my gosh, you, what do you mean I can't? I can't have this. What do you mean she's date? He's dating someone else. You can't have that. But men are clueless because most times they're not watching what the females watch. 
So they don't know that they have a role to play. Because, like, to me, I think females have this whole skit in their mind. They have their own play. They make their own story. And they cast their own yeah, character. It does not matter who else, like, it really doesn't matter what anyone else says. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way uh -huh. it has to be. And That's they will believe that to the very end. Yep. And then the men, they just, because they don't know. They're not in the same mind frame. So that's why there's str struggles in relationships because the women see one thing, but the men, they don't, they're not on the same page. And the women get that from, like, the books that they're reading, from the movies that they're watching. And they're like, oh, that's so cute. Such a happy ending. Yeah. But all endings aren't happy. Okay, so right, more women try to really take away from movies and shows and then try to act them out with their boyfriends or husbands. And you're saying the men don't react as much as they would like to. Yeah, they don't have the same reactions that, that's oh, not in the script. Yeah. <laughs> they don't follow the script. They're, not, they're just there. Right. <laughs> they didn't get a memo or anything. <laughs> okay, I feel a little girl power g c going on around here. Are we, are we grouping up? We well, I feel a little bit overwhelmed here as a guy well, here. Well, you might need to call for some reinforcements. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so let's see. You're saying a lot of girls tend to really want to play out a script, as Jay put it, on movies, on the big, on movies they see. Mm -hmm. And so that in a sense, is the movie, the mainstream media, setting a trend for women in society? And do you think that that is helpful to people in relationships right now? It has been depicted so long, I don't even know if people, um, how they would actually even function without it. I call it the Cinderella syndrome. Mm, um, right. So I'm, I mean, find your prince. Yeah, I'm looking for my Prince Charming. Mm -hmm. yeah. My soulmate. Uh, my Prince Charming. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's talk a little about that. What constitutes as Prince Charming in your books? Oh, my gosh. You, you're trying to modernize that. Hold on. Let's see. Prince Charming. Uh, <laughs> Go, uh, Alex. Well, okay, well, dude, I can't even touch this one. And this is what makes this actually so funny, that women have actually built this guy up in their head, and he does not exist. Mm. Some clueless guy that's going to do whatever they want him to do. Mm. And pretty much that's, that's what they're looking for, because they have been indoctrinated with this idea from Disney. Um, oh, another one. Um. The, the letter, what is, is it the letter, Jay? You know I'm horrible with names. Um, uh, Pride and Prejudice. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, are you seeing the theme here? <laughs> mm, well, Pride and Prejudice. 
Oh, where they manipulated uh, what, House of Little Women? Where they, uh, House, House <laughs> they Little really Women worked it. Yeah. Yeah, and as you see, I mean, it's just not recently. This, I mean, this mess has been fed to women a long, long, long time. So it's very hard for them to function with uh, without that idea. Without actually using this as an example. So when they're choosing, when they're going out and looking for uh, for a guy, they're really setting themselves up for disappointment. Hmm. Right. Because in history it says what? They have to be tall and dark. What was Prince Charming? He had to be tall, dark. And handsome. Yeah. Oh, handsome, right. <laughs> handsome. Oh, and he had to have money. Okay, well, I might agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't we can't have two bro folks together and that, that won't work. <laughs> money issues, you don't fight over that. <laughs> Done. Very true. That is very true. Okay, so you guys have really high expectations of men. And no, I think it's kind of unrealistic. I'm wondering why are girls so obsessed with money? Well, it's called security. Cinderella syndrome. Blame it on Cinderella. Blame it on Walt Disney. <laughs> Should guys start switching over to what girls have been doing? Like, Maybe we should start like choosing our girls based on their ability. But as men, we usually don't. Oh, really? Maybe we should start. <laughs> oh, you should start for Right after you, Sharon. Right after you. Oh, but wait a minute. No, because what happened was it used to be the moms that chose for the men. The moms used to choose for the men. So the men would choose a girl, but the moms is like, can she cook? Nope, no good. Can she clean? Nope. When was that? When was that? When Mothers used to consider. Like That's history. Like where and when? Where and when was that? All right, hold on. Let me see. Do we want to go back to Disney? Hold on, let me think. Let me think, because I know right, it's. Let's, let's not go back to the fifties, okay? Are we talking about? <laughs> no, we were going to Disney. No, okay. But a lot of times they do, because yeah. think about it. If you bring, that's why you take your, your girlfriend home to mama. And when you don't, like most of the guys don't know, but the moms will pull the women to the side, and they will talk to them. Now, I know my great-grandmother did that. My great-grandmother, my, my brother would bring a girl home. Number one question, can she cook? No, she's got to go. Can she clean? No, she's got to go. Wait, are you, are you what saying about the questions now? What would, what are the questions that would be raised now if you brought home a boy, or at, if your brother brought home a girl? Same thing. What's she good for? Because looking pretty is not enough. So what can she do? All right. So there's different standards. So if they're not mm -hmm. good at cooking, then they should be like good at something else. Like if something. If she's not like you know, on her way to CEO of a business. If she's not busy running a business, you know, what else can she do? She's got to have some skills. Okay. I think uh, she brought up a good point because even though that might be a little old school in America, it's actually still persistent in Korea. Because mm -hmm. in Korea, if you bring home a girl to your family, what they want to know is how good of a house cleaner she is. Because... Right. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, in Korea, it's still 
most of the uh, women stay home and look after the children mm -hmm. and take care of the house, where the men, when the uh, men go out and earn the money. Yeah, they always work. Mm -hmm. Right. So some of those standards are still, I mean, they, they are still in our family. I can't speak for all families, but they're still in ours. <coughs> Okay, uh, well, we're going to slowly wrap up this episode. Uh, today we talked about how Hollywood portrays relationships, and to the testament of Jay and Alex, and perhaps many billion, millions of other couples out there, it's usually not true, and... <laughs> Another aspect we covered today was how women are portrayed in films, and usually they're portrayed as weak, but again, that's not the real truth in America. It might be a little different in Korea, mm -hmm. and we decided that mainstream media has more of an influence on the Relate on the dating scene in society, where instead of vice versa. Okay. All right. Well, Alex, Jay, thank you for being on the show tonight. Morning thank for you, Alex. Alex. <laughs> yeah. It was a great discussion. Uh, we will have another one out next month. But uh, thanks for being on the being on the show tonight. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. Okay, and until next time, I'm Isaac Kim, your host, and this was Loving Abroad. <laughs>